The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. I mentioned one Shabbat a while back. You know, I got a phone call from Avram. Avram calls me and he says, Look, I just booked a room in a hotel for Shabbat. And what's it called? It's an hour before Shabbat. I just booked a room in a hotel for Shabbat. He says, and the person who was supposed to come can no longer make it to the city. I said, okay, so what do you want from me? He says, I just thought, in case you know someone that needs a place to stay for Shabbat. You know, there's a, I have an empty hotel room. I said, Avram, it's like an hour to Shabbat. I, I, I'm not having, I'm not actually eating at home tonight. We had a, a seven in the shul. So I can't invite the person. Who am I going to invite to the city for Shabbat and then not have a, give them a place to eat? He says, look, I just thought I would call you. I was like, okay, thank you. I, I should probably, uh, my, I hang up the phone. As I hang up the phone, the phone rings. I pick up the phone again thinking it's Avram still. Guy calls me, he says, hello. I said, hello. He goes, Rabbi, I don't know if you remember me. We met a little while back. He's a very religious guy, Hasidish guy. He tells me, Rabbi, he goes, I have a little bit of a problem. What's the problem? He says, I was invited to this simcha now for Shabbat. He goes, uh, I said, okay. Um, he says, and I need a place to stay. He goes, but I don't know if there's a place that's near the shul. <laughs> I'm smiling. I said, go on. He goes, also, I don't know about a place, you know, if there's electric, you know, the keys, if there's a way to keep it, if it's a, that's, if the, if the uh, Shomer Shabbat friendly hotel. I said, okay. <laughs> he goes, and I don't even need a place to eat. I just need a place to stay because I'm eating with the Simcha. Is there any chance? I know it's late, but I'm laughing on the phone. You understand? You understand this, the power of this? I was on a plane and an old fella sits next to me. It was the one time I'd ever been upgraded. <laughs> I'm sitting in this, you know, I'm like, oh, brilliant. Lie flat seat. I'm going to fly out to New York from England. I get there, I lie down. As I'm lying down, this elderly fellow next to me goes, so what's your name? I was like, oh no. <laughs> what's your name? Where are you from? And you know when you're like, you know when you're trying to be polite, but not so? You know, your answers are a little bit too short. You know what I mean? I'm like, Shlomo. He's like, what's your last name? Bari. Where are you from? I was like, no! I'm from Hendon. What are you doing there? You don't sound English. <laughs> anyway, obviously it's the first 10 seconds. But, you know, he's a nice guy. You get drawn in and you start having a conversation. What do you do? I tell him about our work with outreach, with, you know, working with young people who are not so religious, connecting with them, explaining, kind of talking a language that they understand. For many people that were not born into very religious families, you know, they, it's not a, they, they don't connect to it. So, you know, that's what I do. And, you know, through that, we, we inspire and give kids a Jewish connection, a Jewish identity. And he goes, oh, that's so nice. Anyway, I, I go to the bathroom. I come back from the bathroom. The guy hands me, hands me a check for $2,000. It's the only time that that has ever happened. So you, I want you to think for a second. I don't, you don't, I don't, I don't get upgraded. Like, you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden I get upgraded next to this annoying guy. And it's Hashem giving you the, that test. Are you going to actually talk? Are you going to be nice? Are you going to be polite? So I break through, I do the thing. And then the guy is like, oh, okay, I see, I see what you're doing. It's by looking at me. I get it. 
But God was just getting started. God was just getting started. And with this we'll end. The flight lands. I think we were in seat number two. Second seat on the plane. There's only one row in front of us. This fellow gets up right in front of me as I got my stuff. I get my stuff out of the bin. You know, plane lands. Get my stuff out of the bin. The fellow gets up and, he's, and he just beelines off the plane. And he leaves. As I see him leaving the plane, I look down on his seat and I see he's left a man bag. You know, the, the long strap with the big square? Like a Louis Vuitton man bag. He's running, I say, hey! He doesn't hear me. Anyway, I, I finish grabbing my stuff. I grab the bag. I don't even think. I'm going to go run around. You have to give it to the guy. By the time I get situated, the guys from the other lane got in front of me. I, you know, got separated from him. I'm trying to see the guy. I can't see him. I figure, okay, you know, I know where he's going. He's probably going to the, to the, to the luggage. Anyway, I'm walking through the airport with this guy's bag, you know, looking around. I can't find him anywhere. I get through security. I look what's it called, I get through, what's it called, the customs. I finally get to the luggage. I open up the, the bag to see maybe, you know, there's a name or something, identification or phone number. I see a license and it has a picture of this guy's face that I know, okay, that I, that I recognize. It's a non-Jewish name. Um, I want to see maybe there's something else with a business card with a phone number. I open up the main pocket. The main pocket is stacked with $100 bills. Does this happen to anyone else, by the way? At least, at least 10 grand, okay? In this bag. At least 10 grand, right? And, and I'm, I'm looking for this guy, you know, and I can't find him. I was like, now I know that this guy... Then I'm starting to think, is it drug money? Like, what's happening? All of a sudden, who do I see in the far corner of the airport by the place with the luggage where they're people all to do the complaints? It's that guy. I run across the whole airport. I tell him, dude, you see the guy? He's like, wow, Dios mio, thank you so much. Mucho gracias. You know, you're the savior, you're this, you're that. And in my brain, the music is already playing. Da, 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 da. You know, I needed to save my daughter's life. <laughs> I'm bringing this to, you know, to pay for an operation for my grandpa. Like, you know, I'm like, no, tell me more. <laughs> he goes, you don't know. He goes, you say, the, he goes, without this, this whole trip would have been pointless. I said, it's so amazing. I was like, what are you here for? He goes, I'm going to Vegas, baby. <laughs> I said, like, give me that bag back. <laughs> it's a test, isn't it? You find a bag with a lot of money in it. It's a test. It's a test of your honesty, isn't it? Test. But before I got the test, I got the strength for the test. Hashem said, look, if I need to give you money, I'll find some old guy. I'll upgrade you to the seat next to him. You'll go to the bathroom and when you come back, he, the guy will hand you a $2,000 check. You don't need anyone else's help but mine. When you've had that in your life, then to then do something honest and give back 10 grand is easy. Because you don't need it. It's by Lokimi. A lot of times in life when something happens that comes our way, which is really good, it's not only bad things, which is God kind of tapping us on the shoulder. It's also really good things. And oftentimes those good things are there, not just random, like randomly placed in our life, but it's there because immediately after that good thing, something's coming that's going to require the lesson that you learned from that it's by Lokimi. So you get tapped on the shoulder, ask yourself, 
Eskiza, what's happening? What's going on? What's taking place? What am I going through? What am I dealing with? You get hit? Turn around. Turn around. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.